the following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and the hopeful fall of COVID-19? Question mark? Australia's about to reach a major milestone in the vaccine rollout. Almost 70% of the population have now had at least one dose. When two regional areas will go into lockdown in New South Wales at 6pm tonight as COVID spreads. So we call upon the offer to and there's more help on the way with millions of Moderna vaccines due to arrive tonight. 30 million eligible people across the UK is set to begin within the coming days. It's part of a wider strategy to control the virus over the winter months. Manila has eased coronavirus curbs as part of a new system to trial smaller scale lockdowns. The misinformation cliff, nearly a century old, depicted anti-vaxxers walking foolishly into the dark waters of smallpox. Their reasoning ranging from prejudice to carelessness to giving into fads. Sound familiar? And that's despite a warning from the WHO that not enough people have been vaccinated for measures to be relaxed. But experts have warned there could be a significant rise in hospital admissions unless some restrictions are introduced. Today's figures, 1,351 new cases. Sadly, another 12 people lost their lives. 10 of them were unvaccinated. Michael, finally some lockdown relief for Melbourne. New rules kick in at midnight with extra rewards for the fully vaccinated. Live to Alex Hart. Alex, the city of Sydney is quickly becoming a concern. Extra exercise time and real estate inspections are back, but the nighttime curfew stays. Health officials are extremely worried about vulnerable, socially disadvantaged and Indigenous communities that have been affected. Three social housing towers in Redfern are a major concern. Twelve positive Meanwhile, cases. Meanwhile, in the MAGA death oasis known as Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is also eagerly courting the anti-vax voting clock threatening to fine cities and counties that require their workers to be vaccinated. And the aim is to get the economy going again while keeping COVID-19 in check. There are also tough no-jab, no-work rules for the state's construction sector. The state's daily cases were back up again today, 1,351 all up, still below the peak. By doing nothing, you're never sure what going to happen. At least doing this, you're positive. You move in a step in the right direction. No one should tell you what to put in your body. I choose what goes in my body. The vaccine changes your RNA. So for me, that's a problem. Nope, nope, nope. That, that's a lie. That's not true. And wait a minute. What was that part about how no one should tell you how to make choices about your body, what to put in your body. And has the Texas governor received that memo? Across the UK, children aged between 12 and 15 will be offered a jab too. Worryingly, there were 12 more COVID deaths. The victims' ages ranging from their 40s through to their 90s. The thing is, look, I get it. Republicans and Democrats don't agree on much these days. But you'd think we could agree on this one thing, staying alive. I can't hand on heart um, say that, that we've peaked. I'd like to think we have. Reviving the livelihood of more Filipinos while still working to contain COVID-19 cases. It shouldn't be seen as a magic bullet for reducing transmission in schools. It's one of a number of measures, but it's an important measure as well. However, we continue to have a conservative approach to see the numbers continue to be stable and preferably decline.
large CDC report says unvaccinated people are 11 times more likely than vaccinated people to die from COVID-19. 11 times. This is the goal of the new sets of movement restrictions being piloted here in Metro Manila, which is currently under alert level four, the second strictest. Which now makes more than 200,000 jobs lost since the outbreak began. Because of the vaccination program, ministers in England are only asking people to take voluntary extra actions for now, like wearing masks in crowded places and meeting other people outdoors where they can. But instead, the Republicans are committed to siding with the virus. And they have quickly gone from allowing vaccine skepticism to making it the official party line, full stop. I think historians are gonna look back on this completely puzzled. Historians of politics, of science, and of public health. What, in fact, what was going on with Republicans back in 2021? Hello and welcome to the ISOcast, your favorite isolation advice podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen. So quick recap for you folks, Sydney is still COVID central, we had 1300 odd cases again, but pleasingly it seems like vaccination numbers have gone up and cases are stabilising. We are no longer shooting for that 2k a day target we thought, so that's objectively good. Melbourne, meanwhile, is picking up steam COVID-wise and sending more regional centres into lockdowns. WA remains COVID-free as Chairman Mark plans to slice off the state from the rest of Australia to form the West Australian Workers' Republic. Do you hear the people sing? Do you hear the people sing? Sing the song of angry men. It Thanks, Castellanez. Globally, a Delta is wrecking havoc in Asia and amongst the unvaccinated people of America, while UK is playing cat and mouse with opening or not to open? That is the question after all. While they grapple with power prices increasing and food shortages thanks to Brexit, in the immortal words of the hives, frankly, it's all pretty bloody confusing and a little weird and a little bit scary just plain strange, frankly. To ease my existential dread, I thought I'd call Chloe Perrett. CP and I used to work together at the Sydney Theatre Company, and she now works for the Australian Radio Network. She's an actor who's run theatre companies, dabbled in entrepreneurial life, has a hilarious TikTok presence, and is all around a bloody legend. She's also endured seven lockdowns in Melbourne, so if anyone has good isolation advice, it's going to be CP. Here's a little chat with her I had today. G'day, matey. Hey, mate. How are you? Hey. I'm so confused about... <laughs> I didn't realise you can call my on Instagram. My thing doesn't have a camera on my computer, but on my phone it does. What? Wild. Yeah. Wild. It was, it was just being... It was just flipping out on your CP. It was just doing all kinds of crazy wild shit. Yeah. I just literally said to my housemate, I was like, come in here. <laughs> Save me, Pat's giving me technical challenges. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah, is he doing now, this to me? But now my, I can't he hear you through my microphone. Oh, no, wait. Oh, wait, hello, 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 it's me. Maybe you are here. <laughs> maybe, love you. maybe you are here in my heart, <laughs> in my heart of hearts. <laughs> Did you do it? I can hear you in my ears. Proud of you, pal. 
Proud Thanks of so you. much. That is sensational. I'd like to take work. this moment to say that I actually hate all Apple products. Um, <laughs> they do nothing but call me grief. Uh, why do they keep changing this uh, the shapes? <laughs> why do they keep changing the shapes? See, they've got to keep their designers employed, but you know they're not going to employ yeah. themselves. You know, they've got to have a whole yeah. team of people just to do a little bit here and there, just to just to keep you specifically you, Chloe Parrot, on your fucking toes. Fuck. This morning I was like looking at the bottom of my microphone. I was like, why the fuck does this not fucking? Like, <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, I can't connect my Bluetooth. I was like, yes. Anyway. Dude, don't you work in radio now? Aren't you a radio lady? I have, yeah. So like, uh, this is the thing, PC. I got a job in radio, but I haven't started because because um, Melbourne is fallen to pieces and the job I got is like out on the streets um talking to people on the streets and like being part of the live team for events great you'd be great at that which is great yeah absolutely and so like I have to go through a bunch of training for it but they're unable to train me because there's we're not allowed to essentially so um I got the job in June but haven't started seriously yeah. Oh, mate, that sucks. Yeah. CP. Yeah. Yeah. So what anyway. You, what have you been doing, man? Like, how have you been spending your time? Like, how are you making money? How are you paying your rent? How are you keeping all it's, these balls in the air? It's a wild time. Last year, I so like was ushering mm. and that closed down. And then I, um, I got a job in a warehouse out at Lululemon, which is like an active warehouse. Um, company explains your TikToks. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> and I because um, I have friends that work like high up, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to come work in the returns department?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, and so I worked there last year, and then which was like really fun to work with, just like everyday people, and to like mm-hmm. really remove myself from the, the arts industry. And then this year, obviously, been doing some box office work from home for Melbourne Recital Centre because they're still every time they go into lockdown, you've got they've got to refund all the tickets they've sold to every oh concert God. they've tried to tried to like get ahead. And then um, I also randomly started teaching workshops to, to adults with disabilities. Oh, amazing, CP! Yeah, How just did that doing like, in your life. So I, I really don't know. Like I ended up. <laughs> I just like, turned up somewhere someday. There were a bunch of people with disabilities, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to impart some yeah. knowledge. And now I teach, like, all these really cool um, young adults, like, um, self-confidence and how to prepare, like, basically getting them work ready. So I've been doing that online, um, and it's it's wild. Like, it's – I love it. But I'm waiting. I'm hanging on to start this radio job because I've decided, PC, it's what I'm made for. CP, I'm I'm not surprised by this. You are a very vivacious, bubbly human. Um, you put a microphone in front of you, pal. You'd be you'd be home and host. You'd be yeah. you'd be kicking you ass. Imagine the drive home with CP. Oh wow! Sign me up for that. Folks. Yeah, sign yeah. me up for that. Have you done yeah. uh, any radio in the past? Did you do, like any community radio or anything like that? No, I haven't. I've only ever just done interviews on radio. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna. I'm about to do a nine week course for um, Joy FM, which is a community radio station here in Melbourne. Yeah, and I'm gonna do producing, and um, it's essentially producing, producing and presenting skills. Because I'm like, I want to get up to speed. So by the time I start at Kiss FM, who I got the job with, mm. I'm like super good, and they're gonna be like, "Who is this chick? Um, <laughs> wow." 
<laughs> Why has it taken us so long to get her into our lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, I am. Um, I've been doing yeah. heaps of teaching. I've been teaching acting at Dollar Drama and AFTT and Stage Milk. Um, so I like... So good. Yeah, I've been teaching heaps and that's been yeah. really great. And I think it's probably similar to you to similar to um similar to what you're feeling with uh inspiring people with, with disabilities uh and, and getting them ready to go out into the workforce i've got these like 19 20 year old 21 year old little baby actors who i'm trying to shape yeah. into yeah. real real live actors and not yeah. you know and be real with them about how incredibly hard it is um mm but also give them some hope that they can actually fucking do it if they do the work and believe in themselves. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a delicate yeah. balance, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really cut out for it. I really yeah. enjoy it. And I yeah. probably, in classic me fashion, CP, I'm probably a bit too keen. I'm probably yeah. a bit too pumped. Like me. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. probably means a bit too much to me. Um, and I think yeah. my classes all think that I'm a little bit mental, um, right. delightful, but a little bit intense. And I think that yeah. probably sums me up as a character, really. Um, yeah. Delightful, yeah. a little bit intense. Uh, so that's been a little bit intense. Good, man. And I, my other thing is I've been doing some producing as well um, in, in recent times. So I've got a show mm. that I'm pitching around at the moment, which has been going in sort of spurts and stops and mm. moving forward really fast and then stopping completely for ages. Yeah. Um, and I was doing a bunch of work like on little shoots and stuff in Sydney before yeah. COVID closed everything down. And so. no- I feel like I've seen things floating around online on like your grams and like every now and then like your face pops up and I'm like, look at him go. Look what at him. He, he's still got his. What is he doing out there, that ginger boy? What is he He's still to? got his finger on the pulse. On the pulse, was, mate. Yeah. <laughs> on the pulse. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying to my housemate um, when we were watching Survivor. Uh, on this island, deep in the Pacific, the ultimate game will take place. This is a game of survival. We're only one. Because what else is there to do in lockdown except watch really awful Australian trash reality TV? Um, And there's like a series of ads that play every night. And literally there's four ads at the moment airing on 10 that the lead guy in them is Ginger. And I'm like, I'm like, wrong guy. Wrong guy. It's the wrong guy every night. And Eliza's like, we know we've been watching this for eight weeks now. And I was like, it's the wrong redhead. It's the wrong one. Can we bring in the good one? Can we bring this one out? Let's bring in PC. Mate, it's hilarious you should say that because I had to get a COVID test today. And I had to get a COVID test because I'm doing a wardrobe fitting for an ad um, that I'm shooting next week. And, like, I've got this wardrobe fitting on Monday. And here's, like... Just marinate on this, CP. It's lockdown, yeah. right? We've got 1,300-odd yeah. cases again in Sydney today. But apparently, advertising's an essential service. Apparently, yeah. like in the midst of that, you know, yeah. people in the West can't go out of their houses for more than an hour and are, like, yeah. in hard fucking lockdown. But apparently, yeah. we can definitely make ads. <laughs> what yeah. we can do. What yeah. the, I'm the, not surprised. Like... Yeah. 
It's the most yeah. New South Wales thing in the world, hey? It really is, yeah. I didn't want to say it, but I was like, oh, of course New South Wales is still filming a fucking toilet paper ad. Honest to fuck, like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'll take yeah. the money, CP, and I'm happy yeah. to do it and be a red-headed face on your television so you can see that ad and you'll be like, I can't wait. they finally got the right one. Oh, it's the right one. That's the right one. Tell the whole name. It's the right tell one. Tell the whole neighborhood. You can tell the whole neighborhood. But at the I'll same time, I'll take it fun. one step further and I will go and watch a season of like the next um, Bachelorette just to see the ad. Like I will go that next to see it every night. I'll be like, I'm here to see the ad. <laughs> Thank you, CP. That is the level of care and consideration that I require in my life. Dude, you were on lockdown number seven since you moved to Melbourne. Seven or eight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually still, it's lockdown number six extended. Yeah. What a fucking yeah. shit show. Have you felt like you've got better at it? Yeah. Yeah, so today I was looking at the calendar before because I was like, he's going to ask me this and I'm going to know. It's um, day 229 in total. <laughs> and so, like, we are in lockdown number six and we're meant to end on Thursday, which is um, 49 days of this lockdown, um, which by then will be, what, like 244 days wow. in lockdown in total. From March last year to now, do you know, like, we're pre- I'm pretty good at it, but I, I definitely, like, I've lost my marbles a few times and I, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm such an incredibly, I mean, you know me, I'm an optimistic person so that I always bounce back really well. Mm. But I was talking, I was actually talking to um, Estevan and Ollie from STC the other night yeah. and they're, they're doing a little pod and um, I was like, this is, I haven't been to Stockholm syndrome I think mm. where like I'm so used to it that I it's almost like I I just stay home now because I I'm like <laughs> I don't know any this I don't is know where anything I live. else this is this is my home now <laughs> yeah this is it I'm like I go I go to the park and I'm like this is nice <laughs> <laughs> with a mild degree of suspicion uh, yeah. this is yeah I feel like yeah. this is nice. Yeah, yeah sure. I know all the names of the dogs in my neighbourhood now because I just be like, wow. "Hey, Barry, hey, Spencer," but like <laughs> because you're so used to like because we have a five kilometre. I don't know if you guys have it. But we have yeah, a five kilometre radius, and that's that's the killer PC. That's actually like I can make a man- like I can just with it, like the curfew and stuff like that. I'm fine, but it's the not being able to just be like, oh, I can go to the the water and exercise today, or I can. Yeah. Like you kind of look at what's in your 5K and you're like, okay, that can be a bit grim. And last year I was living alone and that was good, but it was also really challenging. Whereas this year my good friend and I both moved in with each other because we kind of were like, is this going to happen again? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Are we going to – is this going to so, happen to us again for yeah. a 19th time? Yeah. Like am I going back into a toxic relationship? Like am I – um, <laughs> but you know, like I, yeah. So we we make the most of it, and we have our moments. But also, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty lucky. How are you coping? Oh man, it's really up and down, isn't it? Mm. Um, 
it's like, I think we're into week 11 now or week 12 of lockdown. Mm. And mm. it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a pale comparison on your 200 and something days, my dude. But, um, you notice it and you yeah. just have like two days ago, Thursday was just randomly grumpy for 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't tell you why. My delightful girlfriend, Polly, was like, are you okay? What's happening with you? Why are you like yeah. this? Where's this, the normal bubbly, b- b- vivacious boy that I live with? And I, I yeah. was like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, couldn't tell you. It literally, like I was saying the other night to the guys, I completely understand that from flipping from like being completely like feeling fine and quite like, you know, con- like not content is the wrong word, but like happy to then flipping, like you change lanes really rapidly and you're in this lane where you're like, I'm really angry, I'm really frustrated, I'm really agitated yeah. and I, I don't know why. Yeah. And, and then when you, and then it kind of just like turns off and you go back to just being like, you're quite exhausted after that. I think mm. you get like this weird tired. There's like this tiredness that comes with lockdown that you're like, I've done nothing, <laughs> but I'm so tired. I'm wrecked. <laughs> yeah. And like if people message you, you're like, why? Why are you messaging me? But then you're like, but then you flip back to being like really happy and supportive and like you're, you're Desperate like, Desperate for human contact. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. And I think it's because we're so used to having so many distractions and going to and from and like mm. breaking up our weeks nowadays. We have like multiple lanes that we normally live in. We drive in different lanes, but now it's like you've got to drive in one lane and one lane only. So all the emotions you feel across like, your regular life have been put into these this one like one way street almost. Yeah. Where you where you're like, why is it not a freeway? I want it to be a freeway. <laughs> like, or I want to fucking turn off and go down a side street. I want a side street. Oh, Except here in Melbourne, we have a fucking roundabout. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> we just keep lapping the roundabout down here. Oh. But yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Chloe, this brings me to my first segment of the day, which is Existential Dread. Existential Dread. Um, yes. My friend, on a scale from one to ten, with ten being uh, curled up on a ball on the floor, foaming from the mouth, dripping with existential dread, and one being skipping through the daisies, um, feeling pretty great, um, smile on yeah. your face. How's your existential dread today, my friend? I'm sitting on a two, which is pretty nice. Sensational Um, CP, love a two. uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. I put a little sun brooch on before we started this segment because I was like, fuck, he makes me feel like sunshine and I'm fucking sunshine, so I'm going to put the sunshine brooch on my jumper. I love that. I also got up this morning, went for a walk, went to the park and they've put the basketball hoops back on the boards. Oh, shit. Bought me the biggest joy because people have literally been um, just bouncing a basketball for the last five weeks and now they can shoot hoops. And so to me, that, like seeing that visual, like community, like we're allowed to play again kind of feeling. Um, <laughs> really like set my bar to a two. Um, and then to top it off, it's... <laughs> It's picnic day. So as of today, we're allowed to have picnics in Melbourne. And so I'm quite um, optimistic and feeling quite good about that, that I can go have a picnic with, uh, because I'm fully vaxxed, I can have a picnic with up to five people. Um, It feels very Handmaid's Tale. 
you know, oh, I can go with five of my friends and we can plot through the park and uh, share a share a pet nat and a platter of cheese. Uh, so that I'm sounds a, delightful. I'm a two today. I'm a two, but yesterday I was probably a nine. Oh fuck, dude! What put you to a nine yesterday? The weather was shit here. Yeah. I was, you know, like our internet was playing up and who would have thought that like something as simple as the internet can really just like flip your emotions out when all I wanted to do is write and record and do things yesterday and and I was being and I was trying to teach as well in the middle of the day it was really challenging me and I think I got to the end of the day and I just was like what's the fucking point like why am I doing any of this um and like it hits you really quickly and so I was like all right um, I mean, this is probably FYI, but like, you know, I love to share. I was like, all right, you're going to go, you're going to drink some water. We're going to lay down, have a bit of a, a breather. Then we're going to have a bit of a wank and then we're going to have a nap. And so. <laughs> That's a great day. That's a, that doesn't take the bloody pressure off you, mate. Yeah, which is what I say to people because the boy, again, I mentioned the boys that I spoke to the other day. They were like, what's your you know, advice you would give to an alien if they came down and were like, I've got to do the first ever lockdown. I would say like um, hydrating, meditating and masturbating and whatever version of those three are to you, like it works. (laughs) I love that, Chloe. That's the best. It needs to be on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. I think it really should be on a shirt. I think if you put that on a shirt, you can make a lot of money. Uh, It's also a great name for your own podcast when you start it, CP. Uh, And you can just have like three segments. You can just have hydrate, just talk about, you know, what water bottles we have, how you can go about getting those eight liters, um, some great meditation apps, and then like what's been rocking your boat for your wanks that week. Um, Yeah. Like, did you have a really good shower yeah. or this week and, like, you felt your oats or, like, did you just wake up in the morning and you were like, fuck, I'm going to go for gold? <laughs> I love felt your oats. I love felt your oats as a, as a euphemism. That makes me incredibly happy. Again, it's a great shirt, isn't it? You can have that on a tote bag, I think. Yeah. Um, feel yeah. your oats on a tote bag. and just Feel my oats. That'd be really good. But I think that's it. Yeah. Already, you know, Chloe, you haven't even started a Kiss FM yet. And I think you've got a lot of really marketable ideas um, just ready Thank to come you. straight off the bat. My friend, I, I completely fucking hear that. And I think that's a really mm. great lockdown uh, method of, of dealing with your shit. Um, it also, yeah. like, on the internet front, I can totally understand about that driving your existential dread through the roof. Like, it has become so fucking essential, huh? Like... More than ever. If your internet connection goes down. We need that connection. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's something that like, like I say this to a lot of my friends a lot of the time. I'll be like, you know, like we, um, you either love or hate social media, but Mm. I think um, because of the negatives, the pros and the cons of it. But for me at the moment, um, I'm like, it is the greatest form of of connection for me. And, um, and I'm doing it for a feel good reason uh and i have been creating silly little videos and connecting with people online like you and myself like without the internet without social media you and i probably wouldn't have connected on this occasion um and so like the the internet is like the mother the mother core you know of all those things like zoom calls and emails and, and netflix and 
everything is connected to it and we need it more than ever and we also need faster connection in australia because the internet here is rubbish um (laughs) (laughs) to think that you and i both live in suburban melbourne and sydney and have had problems like imagine if you're living rural somewhere man it'd be such a fucking nightmare oh mate like i could imagine just like it blows my mind but yeah it's definitely something that i think we um, we take for granted, but we we need that because it's the thing that's keeping us together, or you know, at somewhat um, sane. I think. Yeah. And then you've got the job of like filtering out what you see and what you don't see. Which which presents its own fucking challenges. Hey, like. Yeah. I think what I've really enjoyed about your social media presence, um, CP, and I'll put a link to the old CP bloody Instagram and thing there. Um, no I've, need to. I've been enjoying your little, I've been enjoying your Lululemon bits. I've been enjoying your like, like one person comedy action that's been happening over the hair. And I've been watching it thinking like, this is a lady who's, a, trying to just keep herself entertained and B, yeah. trying to keep herself sane in these, like, yeah. little storytelling vignettes. And that's been wonderful yeah. to watch. Thanks, mate. That's really kind of you. I, you know, obviously coming from a creative background, have always been incredibly um, hard on myself and, like, thinking, like, I can't put that out there. It's not good enough. Or, like, mm. I've got to put my best foot forward constantly. But the last 18 months has really made me take this approach to just being, like, if I have an idea um, and I want to, I'm just going to do it. Let's just betray it. Let's just get it out there. Let's yeah, do it, it and not worry, not worry about like how many likes or how many um, clicks it gets or if who sees it and what they think. I'm worried that like someone would think it and be like, oh, that's really cringeworthy or that's, that's not even really that funny. I really, honestly, PC, like the amount of things that go on in my little head, I'm like, <laughs> Something about me feeling my oats has made me go, you're funny and you, you've got to lean into your personality more because that is the most lovable version of yourself and make the video and put it up because I can't tell you, I piss myself laughing so much when I create them that I don't care if no one else laughs. It puts me in the best mood. I'll be like, oh, you said that really well, Chloe. Or that was, where did that line come from? Like... I've just got this whole personality. But, dude, I think that's so fucking important. Like, when I'm, I've been teaching these kids um, a lot of screen acting stuff, right? And they've all been so fucking worried about how they are perceived and putting something out. And so many of them absolutely hate looking at themselves. Like, they see their own faces back on camera and they fucking hate it. And I'm yeah. sitting there being like, you've got to get to be more than at peace with with watching yourself. Like, if you want to be a person who's going to be on camera, you've got to yeah. get fucking more than comfortable with it. Everyone else in the world is going to be raining on your fucking parade. Like, Absolutely. And you've got to love your and own I, parade. You've got to love it. Yeah, and I, I think the reason we're like this is because we spent, I mean, this is probably a bit deep, but... We, the reason we're so worried about looking at ourselves on camera, particularly creatives, is because we actually have spent more time worrying about what other people think we look like on the camera. Yeah. And that's where that thought is birthed from. And so at the moment you just go, you know what? Like it does not matter 
what you look like. Like it does not matter if you're entertaining, if you're delivering good material, if you're storytelling really well, if you're making yourself laugh, if you're making somebody else just like bringing them like 30 seconds of joy, who cares if your forehead moves like faster than, you know, the wind outside or you're like, my, I have this, uh, my eyebrow has a mind of its own, but I can't, it just like likes to close itself constantly. And for years I used to hate castings because I'd be like, oh my you know, my eye and oh, I'm never going to, now I just lean into it. I'm like, oh yeah, look at it go. Like telling the story from the side. Yeah, 100%, man. It's, I, I think yeah. it takes, I mean, it takes a long time for some people and some people might not ever get there, but I think like yeah. getting to be at peace and, and if anything, embrace who you are and your idiosyncrasies makes you such a fucking happier person. And it's yeah. really hard to do. But once you once you do exactly what you're talking about, CP, where you're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go and like yeah. throw some stuff out there and I'm not going to yeah. worry about who likes it and who doesn't. I'm just going to be entertained by my own shit. Yeah. There's no pressure and there's no expectation. Like you ha- It's like dating online when you download a dating app. Uh, you have to just feel like I have no expectation for this to be, you know, the most amazing, incredible thing in the world. And I can't also have no pressure. I uh, apply no pressure because the moment you do that, you're setting yourself up for potential disappointment or just never quite getting to what you want to be getting yourself to. Yeah, completely. And so if you just like take it off, you know, take the gas off a little bit and just fully lean into a, I'm going to fucking say it, energetically what you align with. Oh, yeah. You you know, if you just go energetically, how does that feel for me? Mm. Then you're going to fucking have the best time and you're going to have really good experiences, whether it's on a dating app or on social media creating content or having a phone call with someone, I think. Um, Especially with dating. I'm trying not to turn this into an Oprah show. Mate, especially with (laughs) uh, dating apps, arguably, you know, if it goes, if it's not great, you can always go home and toss your own oats. You know, hit the shower. You know what I mean? Just sew them. Yeah. And you can just be like, I really appreciated that um, that 15 minutes of my life was fucking awful, (laughs) but I've learnt something about myself that I... <laughs> but I, I know how to feel my oats, so no one else does. So <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Maybe because I'm just incredibly juvenile, but I think that's beautiful, Chloe. I think Oprah can <laughs> fucking give us a call and license that last seven minutes. Um, yeah. Friendo, what about some things you've been watching or reading or doing uh, outside of hydrate, meditate, meditate, masturbate um, to keep you fucking on the level during uh, lockdown? What's been, uh, what's been, what's been rocking your boat? Oh, mate, you've asked the golden question. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I know all the questions who- to ask, CP. They're all in here. <laughs> They're all up there. It's great. Love it. Um, so 229 days has proven a lot to me uh, that I, so at the moment I'm reading a book called How to Fail. Oh. All of us fail in myriad ways almost every single day. 
And yet we live in an age where it is very difficult to be honest about failure, where it seems as if everyone else is nailing their life. Because we live in an age of curated perfection, of social media, of Instagram filters, and it can feel quite lonely sometimes to be vulnerable. It is paradoxically when we are our most vulnerable and when we choose to be open and honest about that vulnerability that we become our strongest selves. And it was because gifted not to me. Only do we learn more about who we are? But we wrote it, but it's basically um, it's a bit of a self-help book, but it's got really good chapters in it on you know how to basically Elizabeth we have this Day. like. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's the one. Uh, yeah, we're so set on being successful and being uh, accomplishing everything in life and that we we never truly learn how to fail at something well or how to, we, we don't lean into this idea of failing. And um, there's the whole idea of, you know, when you're um, successful, no one teaches you how to handle success either. Mm. It's just like when you get really lucky, when things happen for you, it can sometimes be really overwhelming. And we don't talk about how, how to handle that, but we kind of, we also don't talk about how we handle failure either. Yeah. Um, it's like this weird human, um, particularly in the arts industry, I think. Um, that's interesting. I've been reading that. I've also uh, taken up painting. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What sort of painting are you doing, CP? Oh, I mean, it's a bit, I mean, I would say childish, but it's not. I'm doing paint by numbers, which is where you buy like awesome. a, a, a canvas and it's got numbers and you match it up. Um, and that's the thing that just brings me down a few, you know. I fucking love that, CP. Are we on oils? Are we on watercolours? Are we on crayon? Uh, it's an acrylic. It's Ooh, an acrylic paint. An I'm acrylic. currently um, painting a cockatoo bird. Uh, in a bed of Australian natives. Um, Beautiful. Beautiful, CD. I I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, you know, obviously working out from home and um, making it fun for myself. So that's... What's uh, what's this workout life, CP? Have you got an app? Have you got a YouTube channel? Like, what's what's driving this? So there's actually... um, uh, a girl lives down the road from me that I met through a friend of a friend who lives across the road and she is a personal trainer and she has been doing Instagram live workouts. No shit. Every day. Yeah, and they're 30 minutes and um, they're – it's like I fucking love them because you're just like, you're like 30 minutes, right, let's get this done. A bit challenging. Sometimes, you know, you can back off. You can like do it at your own pace essentially. Yeah, great. Um, so I get up and I do that and I huff and I puff. Like this morning I was in my back courtyard with two cans of chickpeas and I was boxing. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe, I love that so much. (laughs) And then to top it off, I bought myself a bike. So I've been bike riding. What? Chloe, this is so many things, my dude. This is great. What a life you're living. What a a joyful lockdown life. Um, Before I come to the bike riding, because I'm interested, um, I want to quickly go back to this personal trainer, Herman. What's their handle? If people wanted to fucking jump on their classes, do you want to just like look that up? Have a quick look. Please. Her name's Emily. Um, She, Emily Walter Mm -hmm. underscore. Okay. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. 
yeah, she's one of the best. She also has a, a um, an Instagram page called Pod Picks oh. where she picks out all the best podcasts that she enjoys listening to and she writes a review on them. Oh, yeah, cute. So I'll fling her this episode you. when I put it out and she'll have, yeah, to, she'll have to say something good about it because she's on there. <laughs> Just like loop her yeah. right in. Um, yeah. I, hey, look, you know, you do you. When you're listening to this episode, I appreciate you very much. Yeah. Um, CP, that's delightful. I love that. I love you in your backyard boxing with chicks bees. That's a very powerful image that's going to stay in my brain for a long time. And I'm very pleased about it. Um, I think there's something about Melbourne and bike riding, right? I mean, obviously yeah. there's the quintessential hipster image of somebody rolling around with a, a boutique coffee and, and dark glasses on. But um, Polly's grandma lives in Wollongong, right? She lives down oh, in the nice. Gong, And yeah. she is 89 years old. She's just had her birthday the other day. And she um, rides about 150 kilometres a week um, around around Wollongong. Oh, my God. And at, like, 87, she bought an electric-powered bike. And it, wow. And <laughs> she's still doing, like, 40, 50 kilometre an hour kilometre yeah. rides on a on a push bike. 89. I've got nothing on her. Isn't like, that phenomenal? I, yeah, that's amazing. I want to be her. Me too. That's Yeah, that's my new life goal. So, be like Polly's grandma. <laughs> right? Be an old Scottish <laughs> yeah. lady who bakes. She also sends us, like, these incredible hampers of biscuits. And she does, like, these... Um, Ice Vovoe bloody oh, melting yum. moment style boys, and Polly loves them so much that she only she doesn't let me have them um, because I <laughs> chew through them at too much of a rate CP. Um, so I only get one when I've been very very good when yeah. I've really fucking nailed it. it with the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I've really smashed it out of the park, um, mate. So you got a bike? Where are you riding, mm. CP? Have you been? Were you interested in bike riding before? Was it a thing you used to do as a young lass and you brought back into your life? Did you just get inspired by the Olympics? What happened? Uh, I um, so I used to ride as a kid because obviously I grew up in uh, regional New South Wales, and so would ride my bike to, to and from school every day, and you know, and I would ride all over Singleton because that was the thing that. I did as a kid and then living here I realized that um it's a real bike friendly city True. like there's bike lanes everywhere it's like if you don't ride a bike what are you doing like <laughs> obviously <laughs> get it together um, Melbourneites get it together and I was also so it kind of sprung on me that I so last year I have some friends that um I have two two little kids that live uh the next suburb over and their parents work in the health system and I was babysitting them a few mornings a week um, while their parents were going to and from the hospital and um, I would start quite early and I was like I would walk there in the morning and then I was like why am I doing this like if I it was like a maybe 15 minute walk I was like if I got a bike I could do this in three minutes <laughs> so what am I doing I with my life yeah, what am I doing? Well, I'm in a lockdown. I'm doing nothing. But, like, what am I doing? Um, so I jumped on Facebook Marketplace, which is my one of my favourite places in the world, um, and I found this girl in the city who um, had bought this bike last year but didn't ride it because um, she was too afraid to ride it around the city and she and it was like because you know it comes a bit of a fad for everyone to buy a bike and so she bought this bike and she only rode it a few times and then she was like i've got nowhere to go or nothing to do and i'm too afraid with trams to ride it so i bought this like brand new bike for the like, peanuts 
she gave it to me for basically nothing because she's like, I just want somebody else to write it. It's a beautiful champagne colour. Oh, champagne colour, champagne lady. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I I call it champagne and um, (laughs) that's that's her name, Uh, which the kids I babysit every now and then think is hilarious that it takes me four minutes to ride to them and I call my bike champagne. (laughs) Beautiful, Um, CB. I love that. And so I've been riding, like, obviously, to and from their house, but doing the Merry Creek and sometimes the Yarra Bend, which are, like, really beautiful, different, like, routes you can go on around here. But I'm not a professional. Like, I'm nowhere yeah, no, near Polly's grandma. I yeah. mean, none of us I are. Just, we're all just, like, on a track, just vaguely hoping to get close to being Elizabeth Brown. That's what we're all yeah. trying to do with our lives. Yeah. Me especially. I go uphill the slightest bit. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to die. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I've been running heaps CP, um, Nike yeah. plus run app. Um, and then we've, it's, we've got, it's great. It's really good, huh? It's got very competitive amongst me and my, my group of mates. It's got really high level competitiveness and I picked up an injury CP cause I'm old. I'm 33. No. I thought I had yeah. a, um, I thought I'd broken a bone in my foot, um, for a while. Oh there. no, mate. So I'm on I the ended up with the osteopath Did you? Well. Yeah. I did something to my left butt cheek and <laughs> I... At the traffic light they're from bike riding so i'm not surprised you have an injury from running you know like we're both in our 30s it's gonna happen the body's I falling drinking apart. magnesium <laughs> yeah I, sh- I should be the sp- sponsor for magnesium because i drink it in a cocktail glass daily now <laughs> friday night can have a pina colada yeah. and a nice tub of magnesium CP. no joke i do i like shake it up and i pour it into my champagne glass. And I went Go to the on. osteopath and he was like, oh, what seems apart? I was like, oh, my left butt cheek, you know, like it's really tight and it's causing this. And he's like, all right, jump on the table. He's like, what have you been doing? I was like, oh, you know, nothing really, just bike riding. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, how far have you been trying to ride and how high is the seat and, you know, like what shoes are you wearing? And I was like, no, 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 these are insignificant questions. What I want to... <laughs> <laughs> and he, this poor guy, he's like a young osteopath. He gets me to do these exercises like um, to strength. He's like, you've got a lazy butt cheek, essentially. Oh, yeah. and, and I was like, I'm mortified. My my peach is not lazy. Like, <laughs> How dare you, sir? I was like, the real question is, does that mean Kim Kardashian has a lazy butt cheek? Wow. How does she turn that on? And he was like, well, this is the issue. She probably has back problems, but you going to make your peach real strong so i've been on a program to make my butt really strong in this lockdown how's that been going yeah pretty good hey oh yeah like i've committed to it yeah mate while Um, you're there doing squats i'm at the back of my house doing ank calf raises trying to make my calves strong for the exact same reason and obviously, like, this is just what being 30-something is. You just sit there yeah. and you have to do boring physio slash osteo exercises yeah. until your body works the way that it's designed to. That's it. I tell you, spice it up, shake a bit of magnesium, put her in a cocktail glass, go out the back, do your little calf raises, sipping on your magnesium. See it's going to change your life. That sounds bloody <laughs> sensational, my friend. I'm nearly at the end of my time with you here, Chloe. Uh, I just wondered if you had any final thoughts or final recommendations of things or if there's any last bits and pieces. Are you on a pod? Are you launching a pod? Is there a pod in the works for Chloe Perrett? There is, yeah. So I briefly did a small pod last year, which was because I was meant to tour my one-woman show because um, yeah. it's 
before the pandemic, I had a show called Sweetie and um, I had to cancel like a whole, basically half a year of um, shows between like Edinburgh, Adelaide, Perth, oh, etc. I'm sorry. Um, uh, you know, like we're all in it. We've all, we've all felt the wrath of it. Um, and so I, that's when I was like, I'm going to learn how to like record this. And I think I reached out to you and you gave me an essay of great advice. Yeah. And I so I started recording. <laughs> it was like, I was like, wow, I've really picked a big hobby. Um, <laughs> and so I recorded a little bit and it was received really well, but then I just felt the the challenges, you know, that come mm. with like committing to recording. It's like more, I bit off more than I could chew back then. For sure. And I was, so I, I archived it and then I've decided that I'm going to, um, I've got a new concept in mind that I'm building on, but I'm planning now. You know, I'm being smart about it. Okay, great. You see, and I'm uh, going to obviously do my little course so I get more training so I know how to really like hone it in and I can make it um, essentially the best version that I want it to be, um, which is just going to, I'm going to end up on radio, like, or I'm going to end up presenting some TV show. Like, this is what's going to happen from it. So, I'm on I'm doing that at the moment, working towards it. I'm storyboarding when I'm not filming a silly video. Super, <laughs> I love that. And once you've made it and you're ready for it to be pushed out into the world, let me know mm. and I'll cut in right here and um, tell the people about it and Thanks, uh, put a link in it. You're the best. Hey, CP, least I can bloody do for you, pal. Least I can do. 299 million days in lockdown. She survived. Yeah. She's thrived hey. even. Thrived, She's thriving. CP. She's, I'm thriving. Thriving in lockdown. <laughs> Is that not a song yet? Thanks for uh, getting me on here. I was so thrilled. I screamed like a little girl when I saw your name. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> he's asked me. He's finally asked me. The day has come. Watch out! CP, you are the first person I've contacted who said I've been manifesting it. Um, that that is the first time that's happened. Usually, people are like, "Oh, mate, I can. T- I've got an hour free. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll talk to you, PC." But you were genuinely pumped, CP. So I, I changed that. my bed sheets for this occasion. <laughs> I, was like, I've got a- <laughs> I put deodorant on. Oh wow! I'm bloody. Yeah, it's like I was like, oh, I've got it. Sorry, I'm, I'm busy. I, I can't do that. I'm gonna. I'm having a meeting with Patrick Cullen. <laughs> I I wow. am honoured to have such a place of importance <laughs> in your existence, there, CP. My friend, any uh, final thoughts for the humans that you want to leave people with before I send you off into that beautiful good day? Yeah, absolutely. I know I've been very um, silly and like obviously like having a fun time, but on a, a bit of a serious note. Um, for those of us at home that are still in lockdowns and probably, you know, like we don't know when we're coming out of it and when we're going to get back to some type of normal. Mm. Um, I had this, someone told me a few months ago and it really helped me and it was only use what spoons you have in a day. So if you have one spoon, which means you only have one spoon to do one thing today, use that one spoon. If you've got six spoons, it's meaning you, you've got enough to like do six different things. Use your six spoons, mm. but only ever use as many spoons as you've got day by day because it changes, yeah. you know, each day. Also, fuck self-care, self-compassion, my friend. Ooh, what's the difference, CP? Self-care comes with shame and guilt if you don't live up to it, 
I think. Mm. We put this pressure on ourselves. Oh, I better do self-care or oh, I'm going to rub this moisturizer in to feel good or I'm going to give myself nine hours of sleep. Or, but I think self-compassion is it's endless and there's no guilt attached to it. And it's more of an internal, like, conscious effort to be like, I'm going to be really kind to myself and acknowledge, like, this is where I am right now and how I feel. And if it's shit, then, like, okay. If it's good, then this is, like, bloody brilliant. Whereas self-care has this kind of, I don't know quite how to articulate it. I think it's just, like, something that's wanked off a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of people might disagree with me, but, hey. I love I, that, uh, CP. I think self-compassion is a great idea. Mm. Yeah. I think, oh, fuck. You know, it's sometimes it's really difficult to just be bloody kind to yourself. And I think that yeah. lockdown and isolation makes that just so fucking important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. My friend, thank You're you so best. much for joining me on the show. So good to see your face, thank you. CP. Yeah, I'm you looking too. forward to seeing your next stupid video. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait either. <laughs> I can't wait. Thanks so much, CP. You're the best. You're the best. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Chloe Perrett for joining us on the show. Such a great human being and a delight to see her face and hear her stories. Good on you, CP. Catch you real soon. Let's do some credits, shall we? Our intro song was We Call Upon the Author to Explain by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds off Dig Lazarus Dig, 2008 BMG Records. News clips were from CNA Asia, 7 News, BBC News and MSNBC News, all dated 17th of September 2021. Do You Hear the People Sing is obviously the Les Mis movie, 2012 Universal. Hate to Say I Told You So was The Hives, Burning Heart Records, 2000. Australian Survivor is Channel 10, 2021. And How to Fail from Elizabeth Day, RSA, 2019. You can find Chloe Perrett on Instagram at, at Chloe Perrett, all one word, P-E-R-R-E-T-T. -T. And you can find her personal trainer, Emily Walter, at Emily Walter, E-M-I-L-Y-W-O-L-T-E-R underscore, um, both on the gram. Get into those exercise classes, folks. Our backing music, A No Ferals Cumbria by Kevin McLeod of Latinesque 2014. Kevin makes music at Incompetech.com. It's all royalty free and it's all bloody fantastic. So check it out. Clips and music in this show is used in conjunction with our APRA AMCOS online mini license. You can see our website for details. The Isocast is created, presented, edited, and produced by me, Patrick Cullen at Gingersnap Productions. You can get in touch at gingersnapsydney at gmail.com. If you can, take your phone out, like, rate, review, subscribe, share, social media or fi, do something radical to spread the word of this podcast. It would really help us out. We'll be back next week with a new episode and a new person to chat to to get over that existential dread. And in the meantime, be kind to each other, folks. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your mask and get our vaccinated.